coming up on this episode. We begin by discussing Dan's transition to paper books, innovative ways to improve your shower experience, and why you shouldn't call us burgeoning. Then we get into the week's tech news, including a live demo of the dangerous FaceTime bug, a bold bet on a portless phone, and why the milkman may be making a comeback. All that and more coming up right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 230, recorded January 28th, 2019. Hawaiian Punch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by two guys who uh, who are just two great guys. It's Colby Rabidou and Dan Miller. Mm. <laughs> you know, Sean, I really prefer 2% Hawaiian Punch. Really? <laughs> hmm. What? You preferred... It was, it was a milk joke. Sean oh. said a whole Hawaiian punch. Oh. oh. I got it. Which, whole Hawaiian punch, by the way, I think is in my pantheon of my favorite show titles. I felt really smart when I came <laughs> up with that one, and it's not great. What is the... I, I don't understand the, the reference. Joke. See, it because of the phone and the holes in it? Yes, because they're punching holes in the screens where the cameras are. In the, yeah, in, the, in the in the S10, which is one of the stories we might talk about this week, definitely going to talk about it to prove me right. Um, but now, where does the Hawaiian come from? You just work that in. You well, no, because I thought whole punch, and then there's the beverage Hawaiian punch. Right, but you couldn't do like a uh, a hole in one joke. Well, I thought about it was going to be like one in whole punch or like one in whole screen or something. But that I just I really liked whole Hawaiian punch. Fair enough. I'll, I, you know, hey. I wish we had a, a Hawaiian uh, missile alert story this week, and you could really have <laughs> dug that one in there. Unfortately, you know, the funny thing is, they never actually did fix that. They never, they never it's, did get around to making the changes. Still an issue. Still an issue. Go figure. It's tough to change the wording next to those uh, drop-down boxes. <laughs> those text labels. Yeah, they got to get yeah. a whole team together, and you know, government consultants are very expensive, so. <laughs> it's a good gig if you can get it. So it's uh, so it's been two weeks, guys, since we last did our it program. Um, what uh, what's been uh, going on with you guys? Anything new? There, it's funny. What was oh. it? There, I saw someone tweeted a joke the other day. I I really get you know you ever read like an onion headline and you're like ooh that hits too close to home. Um, someone tweeted that with the other day with a podcast, uh, a podcast joke where it's like, you know, first 15 minutes of the podcast. Oh, so what'd you do this weekend <laughs> before actually getting to the topic at hand? Uh, yeah, I don't have, I mean, it's been two weeks. I don't think I have anything super exciting. Uh, I'm officially going to Sweden. Oh, uh, Sweden. Yep. Sweden. Colby, you know that place. I do. I've been there. Land of the Vikings. Oh, you're going on a fun Sweden trip, though. I'm going on a fun, fun Sweden at, trip. Yeah. At first, I thought you were going to some sort of no orchestration conference. <laughs> no. Um, I actually here's a topic. Um, so inspired by Dubai Friday's thing of like, uh, I think maybe this was in an after show, but they talked about how. News resolutions are stupid, and what you want is some lens through which to view your life and make decisions using. So you don't want to go to the gym every day. You might, but you might want to say like, uh, "Just be healthier this year." And every time I make a decision, I ask myself if 
if that's getting me closer or further away from being healthier. Okay. Because uh, there are many ways to skin that cat. And the reason that you want to go to the gym every day is not just to go to the gym every day, right? So get at the real reason. Um, and in, in this spirit, I was like, you know, it would be a fun thing to do this year is just to switch it up. Just every time I'm going to do something that I would normally do one way, just try doing it a different way. Does that make sense? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I... I don't know how long I'm going to do this, but I've read three books this year, and they've all been physical books. I haven't read a physical book since freshman year of college, I think. What? Yeah. Um, it's crazy. So, observations, I've noticed. Uh, it There is something... Physical books do feel really good. Um and I've got this, uh, so, so there, but there are a couple problems I ran into. One, it's just a pain to be transporting these physical books with you. But as long as you're not going on a vacation, you're only carrying one book at a time. Right. It's not that bad. Um, so just like commuting to work every day, I can just bring the one book. Uh, reading in bed, this turned out to be a big problem because I didn't have a book light because I've just had Kindles. Uh, so I had to acquire myself a pretty swanky book light. But I like reading with it a lot better than I do my Kindle, because the Kindle night light or backlight is so bright uh, at night. And this is like a nice, soft, mm. uh, warm LED glow. So that's that's my technology update from the last two weeks, is an anti-technology update. That's great. The night. Congratulations. Thanks. I think I knew you'd wonderful. appreciate this, Sean. Well, I don't do I don't do digital books. Right. Maybe you don't that do should... digital much of anything. Maybe that should be your thing. I was gonna say move towards digital books. I I have this weird thing with my eyes where my my eyes skip around the screen. I think it's because I'm used to scrolling through Twitter constantly. That when it's long <laughs> chunks of t- I'm I'm and the funny thing is I'm deadly serious that I think my eyes <laughs> tend to because sk- I'm so used to just like scanning you're, you're for used keywords. To reading text that's moving. Exactly, yeah. I'm looking for keywords, and so I jump around a page, and I'm like, did I just skip that whole paragraph? It's very weird, but on a printed page, I don't do it. So. Um, I have a weird thing where, like, I read books and almost none of the information is retained. Like, I enjoy it while I'm reading it. Sure. But, like, I have a really hard time having a conversation about what happened in the book afterwards. Is it fiction uh, or nonfiction? Uh, but mostly. Like, fiction. Fiction mostly is I have this problem with. But it's it's also, like, if I will go back and read the book, it's all there. Like, I remember the stuff. Uh, but I just don't remember. I can't like recall it. It's, it's very strange. I've I've had that problem in the past, mostly for fiction books that are stupid. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Where I'm not that interested in the book, so I can tell you all about the different roles that characters had. Like, oh yeah, that was the the mom said this, and then the gangster said that, but I cannot tell you the names. Or, like, the specific order of events, necessarily. Um, but I have lots of new book recommendations. Hey! That I will be clearing my way through in the picks in the coming weeks. Jesus, that's fantastic. Uh, I, I did something crazy today. Oh, crazy? Whoa, stop the presses. Crazy. So, I was... I was 
uh, bopping around my apartment doing some stuff when I got home from work. Uh, I was I was I was listening to a podcast on my phone. Yep. And I went into the bathroom and I was going to take a shower, but I didn't want to stop listening to the podcast. Mm. And I do have the Sonos in the bathroom and it sort of works, but you have to like to hear it over the shower. You have to make it really, really loud. And Um, and I don't know if we've mentioned your neighbors on this podcast, but yeah, I would get an email about it. So (laughs) (laughs) instead of doing that, I thought to myself, Hmm. Self, self, I got this new phone, and allegedly it's like waterproof. So I just took my phone like into the shower with me. I put it, I put it like on the little ledge, and it worked great. I could hear the podcast at a totally reasonable volume. Uh, yeah, it was fun. I've never done that before. I just I, never. I so ingrained in me that phone and shower does not mix. Right. I did that with my iPhone seven, uh, but is in is the iPhone ten the same level of waterproof? Yep. Oh. Yep. Didn't realize that. Yeah, I. That's if you ask me, if Face ID went away, what's the applications I would miss? Using it in the shower <laughs> is pretty much the only thing I really like Face ID because it works fine <laughs> for other things. But that's yeah, a great right. when when your fingers are a little too wet for that Touch ID to work. Yeah. The yeah, it's when they're too wet, and when you have you're outside and you have your touchscreen gloves on. Yep. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was a moment like right after I did it where I was I had I had I had a minute where I was like, "Is this a thing that I'm sure about? Like, how how <laughs> sure am I that it's okay that I bring this phone into the shower?" Um, but as far as I can tell, nothing bad happened. So. <laughs> It was a good experience. I'm happy for you. Thanks. That's what, what podcast were you listening to? Uh, I was I was listening to a Roderick on the line. Uh, I was kind of hoping it would be one that were like showering tips. You know, but, <laughs> but John Roderick does a lot of bathing tips in general. So yeah, that's that's true. But, you know, next next Colby, you'll be bringing food into the shower. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that for baths, though? Yeah, but, you know, if you're not a bath man. You know, honestly, I don't know if I've ever tried eating in the shower. Maybe that's, maybe 2019 is the year. The new friends here. (laughs) You need to get some waterproof foods, though. What do you think is a good waterproof? Grapes? Grapes? Apples? Soup. (laughs) It's already wet. You can't get it more wet. Uh, well, you sort of can. Like things could get watered down. Yeah, but you know, it's not. You're not going to ruin it. You can bring your soup in like a sippy cup of sorts. To... <laughs> oh, like a to go with a mug. big bubble tea straw. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great idea. What would be the worst food you think to eat in the shower? I was going to uh, say soup, like potato <laughs> chips. Potato oh, chips. Oh, potato not potato chips, like. Like like uh, popcorn crisps, like pirates booty or Cheetos. Ooh, yeah, I was gonna say like a <laughs> muffin. Anything like dehydrated, dehydrated mangoes. But then they just become rehydrated. <laughs> right, yeah, they but just I turn feel like mango. I feel like if they're rehydrated, then you're sort of in this uncanny valley where it's definitely not going <laughs> to taste like a mango, 
And it's not going to taste like a dried mango. That's right. It's just an abomination to God. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> Pirate's Booty is definitely the worst. The worst <laughs> that I can think of. A sandwich, any sort of sandwich. You wouldn't want to bring a hamburger into the bathroom or into the shower. <laughs> Most breads. I bet you could bring, like, a sandwich on a pretzel bun, though. I feel like a pretzel bun has a nice, like, just repels near water. water. All the salt on it. But then we're kind of crossing into, like, ultra-sad territory. Like, are you going to be the man eating a Big Mac in your shower? Like, what has happened to your life? Listen, that Sean, it's like the uh, the Silicon Valley people who only wear, like, the, they wear the same outfit every day. It's all about saving time, saving those brain cycles, right? Yeah. I don't have time. I've got to shower, so my investors tell me, right? So, and I don't have time to, to devote to it and eat. And I definitely don't have time to cook, so I'm getting a Big Mac anyways. That's smart. You can be showering, eating. You, in your other hand, have your waterproof phone. You're making stock trades, you know? <laughs> right. I think I think it's safe to say there are, like, hundreds, if not thousands, of uh, burgeoning entrepreneurs, like, <laughs> sipping sipping from their freshly opened Soylent bottle in the shower as we speak. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is sad. Can we talk about how... I shudder every time anyone describes someone with the adjective burgeoning. <laughs> I'm glad that's what I was going for. I don't think I've heard people use that term too much. So this is a new one for me. I don't ever want to be described as burgeoning. Burgeoning. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. What's the what's the actual definition? I'm not even sure I can spell that. <laughs> where, where do you often hear it? I feel I exactly know, in that. Books. <laughs> in books. <laughs> you, you know, like the dictionary. <laughs> the, the Google definition is begin to grow or increase rapidly, semicolon. Right. I feel like startups are, that are successful are often described as burgeoning. burgeoning. Yes. Hmm. Or an, an athlete, they in their rookie year, they might have a burgeoning career. Right. But yeah. you, you never want to be burgeoning. That's a big one. Well, why, why, did, no, why don't want, you want to be? He wants to be burgeoned. Oh, you, oh, you want the action to take place to you. You want to be burgeoned. <laughs> Do you want to be burgeoning, burgeoning in the past like you have been burgeoned? Yes. Like last year I was burgeoning. Now I was burgeoned. <laughs> uh, well, it's good to be back. Isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> Smooth as ever. Don't call it a comeback. On the Don't Panic program. Um, you did make me think, though, of a good challenge that maybe I'll get Matt to do, which is when I was thinking about a shower podcast, I wonder if I can find enough Ooh. podcasts about things I do in my life to always be listening to something about what I'm doing. So like when I'm cooking, it's a cooking show. And when I'm driving, it's a show about cars and <laughs> When I'm at work, it's a show about marketing. Just see if I could like do an entire week just listening to podcasts about what I'm doing. Uh, and, but then, could you find a podcast about podcasting to listen to while you're doing this? Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! I went, when you first said that, I misunderstood you, and I thought you were describing an idea for a podcast in which Matt broadcasts from the shower. <laughs> That's just a reality show, and I am so on board. 
Now, wasn't there, this will be a little cross-promotional opportunity, but wasn't there some uh, insane episode that you and Matt have done on Up for Debate that, that I will be more angry at than the, the soup challenge? Oh, no. Did you get a whiff of the U.S. Landmarks Bracket Showdown? That's what it was. That's what it was. No, that's the one I have to listen to. You're going to love the winner. You might not agree with it, but you're going to love the winner. Oh, I love it like I loved Italian Wedding Soup. It's upsetting. Okay. I'm mad at us. We should be ashamed. We're, we're, I swear we're never doing brackets again because we just blow it so hard every time. <laughs> oh. I'm excited. Enjoy. You've, and it's literally the two longest episodes we've ever done. It's about like a total of like two and a half to three hours of it. So <laughs> enjoy. We, we talk about 16 landmarks. I think, what did we just discover? Like 95% of them neither of us had ever been to. And, um, you know. It, uh, that's the American way to, to, to pass judgment on things that you don't know anything about. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, that's all we ever do every week. So why, why start now? This week we're doing Super Bowl prop bets. So, um, you know, we, we don't know anything about sports. I don't. But you guys are big sportos. I'm sure excited about the Super Bowl this coming weekend. Yeah, who's playing? The uh, the Patriots and who else? <laughs> It's, uh, it's, well, Dan, you, come on, you know these teams. It's your Birmingham Bulldogs against America's favorite Chattanooga Trailblazers. Wow, the NFL really took a turn this year. They, they're, it's they, their expansion teams, Dan. <laughs> Not leaving any money on the table. No, but seriously, who is it? Uh, it's, uh, it's your New England Patriots against your Los right. Angeles Rams. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, they're the Los Angeles what? Rams. That's right. It's straight out of Compton, L.A. They're uh, not out of Compton. Fun fact, Tom Brady's, Tom Brady's first first season starting when they won the Super Bowl for the first time ever, they played the then St. Louis Rams. That is correct. St. Louis, and that St. Louis Rams have only ever been to the Super Bowl twice, uh, the time they lost to the Patriots and the time they beat the Titans. The Titans, the Tennessee Titans. Yes, they played that. I think it was the super. It, it was, it wasn't the one directly before the one with the Patriots. But I think it was the year before that. I think the Titan Titans is a good football team name. Oh yeah, it is. Are they still around? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. They're very mediocre. I would say the textbook definition of average. Well, they're not <laughs> terrible then. No, but they're not good either. They just are a team. Right. <laughs> hey, listen, I'll take it. Well, I mean, Dan, you live in a market with two teams that are notably not good, so I hate to... Actually, you don't really have any good sports teams. No, the Yankees are good. The Yankees are good. And apparently, one of the the Nets are not doing terribly this year in basketball. Well... I I I only know that second eh, hand. The Nets standard is very low. Very low. But you Not know, as hey, low as the Knicks have been. You got to improve some. You know, you got to got to improve, right? Start for nothing. Yeah. I mean, you bring in a team from New Jersey. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, mm. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to trash on the on the sports loving crowd in Brooklyn. <laughs> How many fans do you think we have in Brooklyn? At least one. Counting Dan, zero. Um, (laughs) Not a fan. Have you been to any uh, sports games at the Barclays Center there, Dan? I've been to two Nets games. Ah, is it a nice... Maybe uh, even three. A nice venue they got there? Um, it's... Yeah, I... 
it's all concrete, and it, it mostly looks the same as every other venue once you get inside, at least of, of the three basketball places I've been. Three? Maybe only two. I like uh, you call them basketball, basketball places. places. <laughs> I just, basketball I, places. I just got to double underline that. <laughs> but they're not... Are they basketball stadiums? No, they're arenas. They're arenas. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. Um, but it's a Barclays Center. Yeah, but it's not Barclays Arena or a stadium. No, I think it's because they also host hockey there. Because hockey's don't. No, I guess it is a. No, that's a rink. No, I right. guess a hockey mm-hmm. also you can play in an arena. A, I guess arena is kind of a catch-all. Right. You wouldn't call it a baseball arena. I think it's too be, small to be the, a stadium. I think stadiums are bigger. Huh. Um, XML, Extreme uh, Baseball League, XBL. Um, so <laughs> on the inside, it's about the same as everything else. The outside is really nice, uh, pretty modern. They got the cool grass roof uh, across the top of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can you go up there and hang out? Uh, not that I know of. Maybe if you get like a missed opportunity. Super season passes. It would be really cool to be up there. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I don't think there's much uh, differentiation for basketball arenas. No, no, no. You're you, not architecture. You nine dollar Budweisers uh, everywhere you go, and yeah, hang out. All right. Well, there you go. Let's talk about this uh, this phone with no ports in it and talk about how correct I am. Let, let's pivot straight to the news. Good point, Dan. We've got a few stories in here, starting with this one, and this is right up Dan's alley. You famously predicted, I think on a couple of our prediction episodes. Infamously. It's, you know, uh, if a, clock's, a, clock, a broken clock's tw- right twice. What's that saying? Something like that. A, a, a broken Dan is right once, and this is that time. Uh, they have announced a new phone, the, the Maizu Zero. Um, we all, we all, of course, love our Maizu phones. Um, a brand new phone called the Zero. Uh, it is a uh, Android phone that is uh, portless. It is one big slab. No buttons, no speaker holes, no SIM card slot, no charging port. Most of the exterior device is a seamless slab of ceramic. Although it does have a bit of a camera bump on the back and a microphone hole on the bottom. Um, you got to get that sound in there somewhere. Proudly advertises the world's first holeless phone. Um, it's got a 5.99-inch AMOLED display. Um, it uh, has an underglass fingerprint sensor, as well as what they call M-Sound 2.0 technology that allows it to function as a speaker without actually having holes. Um, charging is completely wireless as well. Um, there are no buttons, but Maizu is using a haptic feedback system to offer virtual buttons on the side to turn the phone on and off and to adjust the volume. An eSIM replaces the traditional SIM card slot. Um, it is IP68 water and dust resistant um they haven't announced uh the price or where you can buy it um or when you'll be able to buy it uh but they do say <laughs> it will use uh the snapdragon 845 processor so there you go now i if i recall correctly i didn't say that there would be no buttons i said that there would be no ports yes mm-hmm. I, I don't know how i feel about the i i guess if it was like the uh the, the trackpads, what, what are the force touch? Is that what they call the technology in the Apple laptops? If, if it was, if the volume buttons behaved like that, I'd be on board. But I don't want to be like squeezing my phone to get the volume to turn up and down. That I sounds think, really unpleasant. I think they're implying a force touch like experience mm-hmm. with that little bit of feedback. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, I don't know. I think the buttons might be too far, but maybe I'm being a curmudgeon. Mm, probably. I just don't know how this is better. Better than what? Than a phone with holes. Well, let me ask you this. How is a phone with one hole better than a phone with two holes? It's not. <laughs> uh-huh. It's not, because you're grading it, 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 it. You're on the wrong metric. If your metric is less holes equals better, I'm not buying that. Now, if you say less holes equals a thinner phone or equals a, a phone that... This phone is not better than any other phone. It just has less holes. That's true. But I... It's it's easy to imagine how this could be even more waterproof now that there are no holes. But there has to be holes because it's got microphone holes in it. You got to get the sound in there somehow. Right, but the... The watch has microphone holes, and it is, you know, as waterproof as you could expect a phone to ever be, I think. Right? Yeah, I gotta look up yeah. what IP68 is. Because I think that's the same rating as the iPhone. That sounds right. Mm. Suggest that the holes were not a problem. Now... Do you remember those Panasonic Tough Books? Yeah, I do. Or even um, there were a couple uh, smartphone versions of that where they oh, were like were super beefy. Oh, God. Yeah, they look ridiculous. Just a, an otter case taken to its logical conclusion. Yep. I think you could shoot that thing out of a cannon and it would still be fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember the. I think that might be the first sneeze that Sean has managed I'm usually to slip very on good. air. I'm 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 doing great. Uh, I did mute it for the folks at home, so oh. <laughs> you suckers had to hear me sneeze. <laughs> um, I remember this story of how they used a tough book, a Panasonic tough book in uh, Afghanistan or something, and how it actually stopped a bullet. <laughs> Save someone's life. Also, it's weird that Panasonic makes that because they don't, as far as I know, make any other computers. They make TVs. And well, it looks like you can still buy these too. Oh yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I see police still have them all the time. Oh, they have a Panasonic Tough Pad. Oh, a tablet. Looks like this one has a oh wow, look at this tablet. Look at this website. It's so tactical. They have giant massage chairs. Wait, what? Panasonic. You can get a Panasonic massage chair. Look at this. Look at this. Wow. These look expensive. Oh, my God. They're Zengineered for comfort. (laughs) They invented a word and it's trademarked. Zengineered. Nailed it. I love marketing so much. Let's go to food service and hospitality on the Panasonic website. Uh, I'm gonna get one of these. I'm gonna get one of these ten thousand dollars massage chairs. Lends up digital treats for customers by using Panasonic self-ordering kiosks. <laughs> Whew, that's like a Super Smash Brothers intro. Whoa! I love companies like this, like Yamaha, or like oh, you make keyboards and defibrillators. It's like this is great. And jet skis. And jet- <laughs> exactly. Yamaha's like, the one that blows my mind the most because. I have to stop sometimes and think about like 
Yamaha is one of the best trumpet manufacturers in the world and also jet skis. Yep. It's like, what business are you in? So weird. I, I had a friend in high school who had a Mitsubishi guitar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Is that, was that, pretty is that like a metal guitar to have? I don't know. It was like an acoustic guitar, so like not inherently that metal. <laughs> this is great. We're just all going shopping. <laughs> Have you looked at their IoT solutions? I know, but I would love to know more. They're revolutionizing the food chain and the Internet of Cars. The Internet of Car? Oh, the IOC. Yeah. It's not the uh, International Olympic Committee. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> the Internet of no, Cars. I, where do I read about? Oh, yeah. Let me click on Internet of Cars. Some of this latest thing is put to the test at its driving test course. B2X or video to everything. It's a technology what? that allows vehicles to communicate with other vehicles and the roadway infrastructure around them. So that doesn't sound like everything Panasonic. That sounds like two things. Video to everything. <laughs> wow. Well, we got to get more on the uh, Panasonic beat, apparently. Anyways, I, I maintain that... Uh, the next Apple phone, we're getting a redesign this year, will not have any ports. I put a 0% chance of that happening. 0%. 0%. 0%. Howard Schultz will be president before... <laughs> That's a hip Twitter reference for the kids. Uh, <laughs> Who's Howard Schultz? Did there you, you go! Peanuts? You don't want to know, Colby. Yay! <laughs> Colby was a smart man and stayed do off not, Twitter. If you, if you don't want to be sad tonight, do not look. But but I, we cannot turn this into a political podcast. But I I have a friend of the show, Sarah, knows that I predicted this earlier this month. I predicted what the collapse of our political system. Um, I predicted the specific way in which it would collapse, in which Howard Schultz running for president is step one. <laughs> uh oh, but that'll that'll be for for our. Political spin-off podcast. Panic. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Panic, period. Um, All right, Dan. Well, are, are you committing to getting the... Uh, 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 no, no, no. I'm Sean, it sounds like you're really confident and there might be the makings of a bet here. Oh, I'll put cash money down on this all day. There's no way in hell they release it this year. Absolutely not. Now, if you want to say in the next five years, okay, maybe. This year, come on, get out of town. It's the re it's the redesign. You're feeling that confident? They would never go that aggressive. Never. They never. never they, there are people saying right now, like, oh, are they going to switch to USB-C on the iPhone? Because they've got USB-C everything else now. That might happen. But I think they're going to skip right by it. No port at all. If they're, they're, they are going, Here's something I am 100% confident in. There will never be a USB-C iPhone. They'll just drop the port entirely. I think there is a significantly better shot of there being a <laughs> USB-C port than there will be of a portless phone. Uh, okay, how do we want to sell this? One of those, like, uh, charity bets? No, I think... I Okay, we can do... A ch I was going to do something more selfish than a charity bet, but we can do a <laughs> charity bet. That's fine. Uh, how about the, the price of one brand-new Nintendo Switch game? 60 bucks to the charity of your choice. And it's 
of the winner's yeah. choice. Oh, man. Yeah. And it's triggered when either Apple releases a USB-C phone It's or... triggered when the 2018 iPhone comes out. What? Oh, are we doing... We're doing that bet? Oh, no. What? What's your bet? Uh, I was going to say it's triggered when the 2019 iPhone comes out. Oh, I was going to I was going to give you a bonus because I was going to say I have to get a USB-C phone for me to win and not just a a phone with ports. I was going to kind of No, I want this to end soon. Okay. Then yeah. uh, then if the phone has no ports, I got I'm in for 60 and if the phone has some kind of port lightning or USB-C or whatever, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Then, then there you I'm go. Out. Yeah. Okay. We'll announce we'll announce the charities uh, as the date approaches. Dan, I would not I would not worry about picking yours. Um, that's <laughs> that's all I'll say. You're just gonna depress a charity that knows it'll never get that money. <laughs> I'll give them some publicity at least. Yeah, but they're just gonna sit there and be like, mm, we can't count on that sixty bucks, can we? <laughs> nope. All right. Well, there you go. Keep an eye on that. We got something for people to uh, to look forward to this fall when they announce the new iPhones. I'm going to look like such a schmuck if I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> all right. What else do we have in the uh, the rundown here, guys? We got a few stories floating around. We missed uh, two weeks. Hmm. What is this FaceTime thing? Oh, yeah. This was just, uh, late breaking today, um, just before we went on air, actually... Uh, uh, Zach in the Twitch chat suggested we should talk about this aggressive bug found in Apple's FaceTime. Um, uh, it's been independently confirmed by a number of publications. I'm assuming you can go on your phone and do it right now. Um, it allows uh, somebody to listen to your phone's microphone and even see your video, regardless of whether the person you're calling actually picks up the call. So here's how it works. You uh, call somebody via FaceTime video from within the phone app. Before that person picks up while it's ringing, you can swipe up to add someone else to the call. You add your own phone number to the call. It creates an, once you've added yourself, it immediately seems to assume it's an active conference call and begins sending the audio of the person you're calling, even if they haven't picked up. So their phone Uh. will just be ringing, 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 and they don't know their audio is being sent. Whoa. That seems bad. And what's even worse is once one of these, uh, if one of these fakes conference calls happening, it's ringing, ringing, ringing. If the person hits the power or volume button to ignore the call, it not only broadcasts audio to, audio to your phone, but starts broadcasting video as well. What? To your phone or from your phone? Well, from from the person who hung up on you, their phone, their video gets sent to your phone. Mm. I mean, we can try it now if you guys are feeling are feeling lucky. Oh, sure. Uh, I'm going to... Who should I... I I got my phone here. Who should I call? I got my phone, too. All right. Contacts. I'm going to call Dan Miller. I'm so excited. Let's go M. Dan Miller. Video. FaceTime. But don't answer. I will not answer. And so I swipe up. Add person. And I add myself. Add person. See, I I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hello. Say I, something again. Hello. I no. I should be hearing you. For oh, some reason, I can't I'm not. Hear you. But it did. Did you answer the call? No. Oh, there. Did you hang up? No. 
Still yeah, but I can hear you. Talk. Hello, hello, hello. Dan, mute yourself and then talk. Oh, good idea, Colby. Um, now, a minute ago, he was coming through. Hmm. I heard him for a second. So weird. All right, I'm going to try calling you, Colby. It was working for a second. Okay. And what should I do? I wonder if they fixed it. Just don't answer. Well, no, because they we'll get to the fix in a second here. All right, just let it ring. Don't answer. I have to add myself. Start talking, Colby. Hello. Whoa. But you haven't answered the call. All right, now hang up on the call with the power button. I think I'm still hearing you. That's wild. I think I might. One sec. All right, I'm going to hang up before the echo gets too bad. He's going over Sonos speakers. Is is that what's happening? (laughs) It was, it was, uh, was it going over your Sonos speakers? Uh, no, it was, so it was ringing on my iPad too, uh. and my voice was coming out of the iPad. Oh. Yeah, because it automatically starts a conference call. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a, it's a legitimately fucked up bug. <laughs> yeah. And you can do that to anybody right now. Um, uh. Like I said, this broke late today. Uh, Apple has already come out and said that they are aware of the uh, were aware of this issue and have identified a fix that will be released in a software update later this week. Whew. So on the bug scale, guys, how would you rate this one? Uh, you know, a, a pesky and mild or massive infestation? Well, can you turn it off? Only by completely deactivating FaceTime. How do you do that? Uh, you go into your settings, and there's a there's a, a FaceTime setting and a toggle um, where you can toggle. So it's not it that onerous to turn off, and you could turn it back on. Nope, there's just a toggle right at the top of your FaceTime, and you can just toggle it right off. Which I don't uh, even ever get FaceTime calls or anything. So I'll give this an eight. Then you're gonna give it an eight. Okay, eight out of thirty. Yeah. Have out of ten. Okay. Eight out of ten. Ten being the worst. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> Pretty bad. It would be if you couldn't do anything about it. It would be a nine, um, and yeah. it doesn't give the the attacker control of your device, which would be a ten. <laughs> so fair. That's my rubric. Yeah, I think it would also be a ten if it didn't ring or something. Like if right. if you if you like now I know this is a thing, right? So if I get any suspicious FaceTime calls, I'm gonna know. But if it just didn't ring or something like that, that would be that would be uh, another oh, notch worse. Yeah. Yeah. If you start getting strange FaceTime calls, your best bet is to just chuck your phone out a window or something like down a sewer grate. Just be extra careful. You never know who might be listening. <laughs> what a I mess. Was... Or you could just always answer your FaceTime calls. Yes. Very quickly. See, if you answer and then hang up, does it? It, it continues to broadcast. 
I, if you answer the call, give it a couple seconds and then hang up, I don't, it, I haven't seen any okay. indication as to what happens when you do that. Okay. Well, that was a fun experiment. The, the other issue, too, that's noted in this article that's interesting is that they've also been able to replicate the bug on Mac, which is even scarier because mm. FaceTime on Mac rings for much longer. Mm-hmm. Mm. Creepy. So... If you're very concerned, uh, deactivate FaceTime on your Apple devices, including your Mac, um, and hopefully avoid this bug. It's yep. a bad one. And then update. Update. Yes, and keep an eye out for that update. Although uh, automatic updates are now standard on the most modern iOS uh, devices. So at least you've got that going for you. Indeed. All right. Time check. We got time for another story. Do we want to talk about we got the Milkman story. We've got... Uh, Whole punch phones. Milkman story. Milkman story. You got it. No milkman actually involved. Um, there's a new service called Loop that is launching with 25 big name partners um, with an environmentally take environmentally friendly take on a subscription plan. Uh, it's like a milkman. So the way it works is uh, UPS drivers will drop off a reusable bag filled with miscellaneous products. Um, those products contain uh, things from Pepsi, Unilever, Nestle. Uh, mostly food-type items. Uh, once the products are used, consumer can schedule for their old containers to be picked up and new containers to be dropped off. Loop will handle the cleaning and reuse uh, aspect of the packaging. Uh, it's supposed to launch in parts of Paris, New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania in late May. Not sure how Paris got in there. Um, <laughs> Loop is also planning to work out delivery for London uh, later this year and aiming to launch in Tokyo in 2020. Every brand designed its own packaging for use with Loop, so they stay true to the company's image while being reusable. Um, the products will cost roughly the same as single-use containers, but people will have to pay a container deposit between $1 and $10, and shipping will start at $20, but will decrease with every item added. Mm. So what do you think, guys? Is the deposit, like, refunded when you return your containers? Yes, exactly. Okay. I think it's kind of cool. I don't know. I mean, it's like environmentally fr- friendly in one way and in the other way, like it's getting delivered to your house. Yeah. But electric vehicles or something. Yeah, they really feature the electric UPS truck in the little video sample <laughs> they have on the page. Oh, yeah, I see. Hi- hybrid electric. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they got to just squeeze <laughs> that in there. I mean, I think the products look really good. I will say they've spent a little time making them at least not kind of crappy and generic. I mean, they're well branded. There is definitely something appealing about, I don't I, for some reason the ice cream container gets me. Yes. This nice Haagen-Dazs in this, uh, stainless steel looking container. Yeah. They got pretty cool. It's funny. I'm yeah, getting I- a, a Vivo barefoot ad on the page next to this. I think, <laughs> thank you, Colby relevant ads. Sorry, um, you were saying. Dan. Thank you, Dan. By the way, Everyone yeah, that was that was. It. Oh, was that Dan? I'm sorry. You guys both recommend such great shoes. Well, Dan, see, Dan was the one who discovered this, right. however many moons ago. We've done it was. too many of these. And I, but Colby, I think now uh, lives it a lot more than I do. I live the lifestyle. I'm the person. <laughs> in the Colby is a lifestyle. <laughs> That's true. I should start a blog. Um, I, I saw this video today of the, the World Economic Forum, which I don't know anything about, and I haven't verified this, but one thing this person said in this video was that uh, 
the World Economic Forum was started to buy a bunch of rich people to make sure that people don't hate, hate rich people by coming up with ways to like philanthropically make them not be hated. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's true, but it, if so, that's that might have been the outcome at least. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I didn't know to what degree this person speaking at the World Economic Forum spoke for the World Economic Forum. Um, Anyways, they made the point where they're like, you know, we, we try to do all these things to improve the prosperity in the world and say we were talking a lot about saving the environment. But how many thousands of private jets were flown to Switzerland for this? Uh, so anyways, just back to the like delivery thing. And I remember Etsy did a, a study on this while I was there to like, what what's the biggest part of our carbon footprint? And the two biggest parts of our carbon footprint were uh, travel, airplane travel that employees were doing, and the shipping that we were indirectly funding yeah. by, you know, partnering with UPS and USPS and places like that to do air, air freight. It, mm-hmm. it overshadowed everything else. So, yeah, that's uh, it's a big deal. I don't know. I don't know how we couldn't even go three hours without air travel during the government shutdown. So I don't know. I don't know what our solution there is. Electric planes. Is that a thing that can exist? Maybe zeppelins. Your your imagination is the only thing limiting you. I like I like return to zeppelins. Airships. (laughs) Dirigibles. Dirigibles. Some real steampunk stuff. Yeah, I like it. Now, I've been told the thing on top of the Empire State Building was meant to be like an airship dock. I'm going to look that up right now. I have also heard that it seems like it would be totally wrong. It's true. It doesn't seem it's true. Wait, which wait, which building? The Empire State. Yes, Building. we talk about this on the Landmarks episode. It is 100% true. No no uh, no uh, airship actually ported there and took passengers off, but it was planned for that, and they did do, like, an experimental docking. It's just way too windy up there to ever do it. But it was <laughs> it was 100% built with that in mind. That's, that's, a, that's a true fact. Wow. Yep. It's crazy. The, the plan was to have, like, a customs office at the top of the building, and you could be, you could, you could attach to the top of the building and be in the city in seven minutes was their plan. Hundred percent sure. They never. They never. I think they delivered some newspapers once as like a as a publicity <laughs> stunt, and then that was it. Never worked. Damn. Um. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm. I'm with you, Dan. I think the the envi- I, I think if you're someone getting your stuff delivered by subscription anyway, and you're willing to eat that the environmental and financial costs of that, then maybe this is a better way to do it because then at least you're not generating extra disposable food container waste um yeah i also think this the issue is that major brands are co-opting this i think the idea of the local milkman makes sense because it's not like they're shipping it across the country and their products generated in your local area that's when a food delivery milkman-esque service makes sense is in the local market as soon as you take it national you're kind of defeating the purpose right do they do they say in here where they're getting the food from because it looks like all big brands I, I mean, it, this this article says twenty five big name partners they'll launch with. So I don't. Yeah. Um, I mean, they also did pick the world's most generic name on the planet. So, Oop. yeah, that's 
That's uh, Procter and Gamble, Unilever, Nestle, Pepsi. It, this would make so much more sense if they're sourcing it all locally. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. You get your artisanal, you know, hipster stuff in there. You're saving the environment more. Your your raw milk, your raw water. Yeah. <laughs> Unpasteurize mm-hmm. that stuff, man. <laughs> Unpasteurize. <laughs> yes, it. exactly. They've already pasteurized it. Put more bacteria in there. Just pour it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You take your Re-pasteurize raw. Repasteurize it. Mix the milk with some raw water. <laughs> Just a couple of drops will do. It's all about making sure that your gut biome is healthy, Colby. <laughs> I think, you know, we've tried to kill this show many times. I think about Colby's, talking about Colby's gut biome will finally do us in. That's where we lost the one person still listening. Uh, enough is enough. <laughs> all right any last thoughts on uh on our delivery service here no 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 uh, right. someday we'll, we'll we'll make one of our many brilliant business ideas that we could spin out of don't panic the uh, cocktail delivery service cocktail ingredient delivery service yep yeah. someday we'll do it we've got a lot of other ideas to work through in the meantime i mean though. things are going super financially well for all of those meal subscription service companies so <laughs> now's probably the time to jump in <laughs> Um, all right, well, we're going to move on then to uh, Picks, which is the part of the show where you must bring something to the show that we want to share with the world, and we got some cool stuff in here. He's at the bottom of the list, so he's going to go first. Colby, what are you sharing this week? Uh, recently, I spent... I'm going to double-check the price. Eight bucks. Was it really eight dollars? That's what Amazon says. Yeah, recently I spent seven ninety nine on a fifty pack of Velcro cable ties. It's like one of the better things that I purchased in the last, I don't know, forever. I put I've I've now put put cable ties around like all all of my cabled things, and it's amazing. I don't know. That's that's all there is to say about it. It's great. That's awesome. And they're like, they're like, it's not like zip ties or something. Like you can take them off and put them back on, and take them off and put them back on. And it came with so many. I still have. It's it's kind of funny. They came like all velcroed together in a giant block. This is. I still have like half of them left, and I did all my cables. Um. So it's pretty cool. I'm into it. Neat. Yeah, the uh, the Trilancer cord wraps. You know, you not to hijack your pick, but if you want to hear a, a mildly interesting story, I uh, I bought a bunch of these a while back. Um, not this exact brand, a different brand, but I bought a bunch of cable ties because all the cables behind my desk are a mess, and I've got drawers full of cables. And then this weekend, I decided to reorganize all my cable drawers. If you saw my thrilling Instagram story, you saw yeah. what I was working on. I had way too much tech crap piled up over the years. Um. And I organized and took care of all my cables. And then after I'd done all that, I remembered I had the ties, but didn't use them on any of the cables because I forgot I had them. So <laughs> shame on me. Very embarrassing. Um, so now I just have a bunch of cable ties that aren't tying any cables. <laughs> just neatly coiled them instead. So well, I'll have to get on it. Colby, you've inspired me. Very neat. pretty satisfying. I keep finding more. Like, I keep finding things that I thought I had done all of them of, like the Apple headphones, and I just keep finding more of them. You're just going to start wrapping up things that aren't cables now. Right. 
your whole life is going to be more organized. That's great. We'll have a link to those on the website so you can check them out there. Uh, they don't really have a specific Amazon name, so just use the link on the website to get there. It'll be easy for you. Uh, I'm going to go next. Dan can take us home. Um, a quick pick for me. I just discovered this website today through an article. It's very interesting. It's called Suppose at Suppose.tv. Um, and they claim to be the easiest way to shop for cable cutting television. And I have to agree with them, actually, um, because I always have an issue where there's everyone's got different channel lineups and everyone's got different prices. And everyone's got different features. Website's really easy. You just put in your zip code, select the uh, select the channels you want on the side here. And they just break down all of the now they don't do local cable, which is kind of annoying. So they do uh, direct TV and dish satellite and then all of the streaming services you can kind of pick and choose your different channels and they tell you what the options are, what what has what channels and which doesn't. Um, so you can pick the ones you watch and they'll give you options with the different prices. You can even, you know, they'll price out, oh, if you want more than one stream or you want a DVR or you need it to work with your Roku or your Apple TV. It's got like a million different filters. Uh, you can prioritize which channels are most important and uh, boom, they'll just tell you which service works right for you, how much it costs. Um, yeah, it's pretty neat. So... It just does that one thing, doesn't do anything else other than that. But if you're looking to find the best service or try a new one, um, check out suppose.tv. Uh, it's certainly the easiest way I've seen to do it. This is pretty cool. Yeah, it's slick. It's slick. It's really it's really a, a well done, this is, easy I use I wish site. I had had this a couple months ago. I know. I know. I don't know if it's new or not. Um. But I just uh, saw it in an article. I think it's a little newer. So. See what's up. Check it out. Get yourself some television. Um, All right, Dan, take us home. One of your many new books I see. Yeah, uh, I read. um, So like I mentioned in the beginning, I think I'm going to Sweden and I read this book about Scandinavia that I found in a bookstore. That's the other cool thing about reading physical books is that I went to a bookstore and I looked at books and then I bought the ones that looked interesting. I didn't really look at reviews. I, I, I just looked at what seemed interesting. And it, it, it was kind of mind-blowing to me because the only way I've bought books is by in for years is by looking at reviews or if someone recommended it to me. Um, so this was sort of like return to i don't know a more serendipitous time um but i brought this book called scandinavians uh the search for the soul of the north and it's it's a non-fiction book and i'm starting to realize i really like fiction non-fiction books like this it's it's like a frame story where it presents a lot of history of scandinavia um some really bizarre history but it's told through the lens of this guy from the UK who moved to Norway when he was like 19 and lived on the streets. And now he's a writer. He does a bunch of crazy stuff. And each story is told because he met someone. So it's like, oh, yeah, I met this guy at a bar one time. It, he became, you know, some famous actor. And he told me the story. And then here's like the actual historical account. Uh, the one that I've told so many people about is uh, in the late... 1800s there wasn't a space race there was an arctic race so all these countries were trying to see who could get to the north pole fastest and the norwegians were doing really well and the swedes are like we like we just lost a war and we so we really want to prove to ourselves that we're still a, a nation that can do serious things 
And this guy came up with this crazy plan to, to fly a hot air balloon to the North Pole. And you might ask, like, well, how can you fly a hot air balloon specifically anywhere? And his plan was to drag ropes in the ocean and on the ground behind him to create drag and and direct the hot air balloon that way. Um, but the hot air balloon had holes, or not holes, but it leaked way more than the other members of the expedition thought, and he hid it from them by inflating the balloon at night while they were running their tests. Um, they... They took off, and they immediately lost the rope, so they couldn't control anything, and they crashed, and they lived for six weeks, which is way longer than they probably should have up in, like, the Arctic Circle, um, before they died under mysterious circumstances and weren't found for, like, 40 years. Oh, God. Um, and they were so, found perfectly fine and alive? Um, they were perfectly fine in some ways. Um <laughs> 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 Not so much in others. Um, it, yeah, when you find, like, the smoking gun is the level of mercury that is contained in polar bear liver. Uh, it's just so interesting. And there's a bunch of stories like that. Um, so <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. Check it out. Scandinavians, The Search for the Soul of the North. Neat. That's fantastic. Dan always has such incredible, uh, incredibly good book picks, so... Uh, if he Thanks. says it's a good read, I, I trust him on that. You can check it out. We'll have links to that and all the picks on our websites as we normally do. Um, wonderful. Is there anything else, gentlemen? I think we covered it all. We covered a lot. I don't think there's any doubt about that. We had a lot to get off our chests after not being here for a few weeks. But we're back. Uh, and thrilled to be here. I do, before we talk about all of the Don't Panic things, I want to do a quick plug because we did just publish a new episode of everybody's mm, favorite uh, Dungeons & Dragons podcast, Game Nights. Um, the three of us alongside Matt out there fighting the good fight. And boy, did we publish an exciting episode this week. I won't spoil anything, but I will just say two words, Bog and Harpy. So uh, it's, it's a real fun episode. Um, we treat an NPC not so nicely. So you're going to want to check that out over at GameNights.tv or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a lot of fun. Um, and we got a lot of fun stuff coming down the pipe for that show as well. And uh, this show, of course, Don'tPanic.io is our website. Go there. We'll have all the links to the picks there as well as information on how to subscribe uh, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, now on Spotify, the video version on YouTube as well. Uh, and you can, of course, follow us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter and uh, email us Show at gmail.com. Uh, that is the best place to get us. As I said, we'll be back next week with more tech news and fun discussions and good times. As always, on behalf of Colby and Dan, I am Sean. Thanks for being here, and we'll see you next time. For more, don't panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.